This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hurricanes are at home tonight to the New York Islanders. Islanders who had a six-game unbeaten streak. Well, six games with a point. I guess they lost three of those in overtime. Blew a two-goal third-period lead to the Devils and lost five to four in regulation, not even in overtime. Uh, and now they come in here angry, and this is always a good. Uh, I think these matchups have been fun anyway, or at least I don't know about fun, uh, but hard fought. And the Hurricanes are trying to win another one from the Islanders, and that'll start tonight at seven thirty. You can, uh, I don't know, can't warm up with Stu Grimson tonight because he'll be on in the afternoon tomorrow on NHL Now at 4 o'clock on NHL Network. But NHL tonight at 8.30 tonight. So uh, maybe during intermissions you can flip over and check out Stu Grimson, former Hurricane. Uh, How are you, sir? Hey, I'm well. Adam, could not be better. My pleasure to be back with you. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been uh, – we, we we have talked to you uh, a few times before. 204 penalty minutes in your one year with Carolina. Uh, nobody reaches that number anymore in the NHL, do, do they? No, they really don't. Um, you know, for guys that uh, did what I did <laughs> back in the day, 100, 100 minutes a year was kind of a baseline. And, and even with that, if you only got 100 – you know, you must have had a bunch of healthy scratches or some injuries. Um, but gosh, I mean, even 100 penalty minutes today is exceptionally, um, you know, an exceptionally busy year. It's a different <laughs> game. It's changed a lot. There's no question about it. Well, I'm, you, you may, you may want to not even answer this. I'm just curious. Was it in your contract? Did you get like incentives, or did you have to reach a certain number of penalty minutes? No, um, you know, as tough as the game was, and even though it was a uh, a very different, um, you know, kind of a very different uh, iteration or era yeah. in the game, um, you know, none of us. I, I do remember there was one player, one kind of one of my contemporaries, Ken Baumgartner. He and his agent tried to work some penalty minute bonuses into the uh, into his contract, but uh, the league disallowed it even way back when. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't even think you're allowed. I don't think they have those. Uh, no, they don't have incentives no, you, in contracts, which they have them in every no, other sport. No, but they, we don't we don't have them anything like that. We don't have them here. One one other goofy question that I want to ask you about the Hurricanes: uh, Who was the guy that you either liked or didn't like? To drop the gloves with. Oh, well, I mean, if I could avoid Dave Brown. Okay. Dave Brown, fists of renown. Um, that was always, <laughs> uh, you know, that was always uh, a better way to approach any game against uh, Dave's Flyers or his San Jose Sharks or his Edmonton Oilers, for that matter. Um, but, yeah, Brownie was a really tough customer. He was, uh, he had a, he had a left hand that hit like a clap of thunder. And I'll be honest with you, Adam, were it not for Dave Brown and all the other lefties I used to tangle with, I'd still be playing. You are in good shape. I hated lefties. <laughs> I hated lefties. I hated them. <laughs> Stu Grimson is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. I think what we have tonight is two teams, to an extent, maybe to a lesser extent, the Hurricanes, but two teams that are still trying to figure out, not maybe not figure out, but play to their identity. 
The Hurricanes and Islanders have both been, I mean, incredibly strong defensive teams over the course of the last several years. And the Hurricanes at one point were averaging, allowing five goals a game. That was way early in the season. Now, they are normal, but still not to their own level. They gave up eight to Tampa uh, a couple of games ago. And the Islanders have struggled, to, especially with leads, to kind of uh, you know get these games across the line. What have you seen from these two teams? Because it's not early anymore. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, that's that's a fair observation, um, Adam. It certainly is. I, I think these are two teams, as you mentioned, that their identities are well established and quite similar, with with an important caveat. Um, the Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes both play with with good defensive structure. They don't give you a lot. Um, you have to earn, you know, kind of every opportunity out there, and they're few and far to come from. But um, both clubs have kind of been off their mark to some degree. I mean, I marvel at last year's run for the Hurricanes. I mean, can you imagine as banged up as they were getting to the conference final Mm -hmm. and and really pushing the Panthers to, you know, I wouldn't say to the brink, but it was an incredibly competitive series. But, I mean, that was an injury-decimated Carolina Hurricanes team, and they relied almost exclusively on that structure to, to get as deep as they did. So I'm a bit surprised, you know, given the way they're built, given the way they're coached, um, that they're kind of struggling to, to, to refine that form. And one other important caveat, I think, is these two teams match up that you're, you know, I, I'm sure your great Canes fans are very much aware of. I, I think this Canes team comes with a little more offensive upside than do mm-hmm. the Islanders. You know, that's kind of borne itself out this year. The Islanders are really, they're like, they're, they're built like a 3-2 hockey team. I mean, they're not going to blow anybody out of the rink uh, on, on most any night. Um, and, you know, they've got to win a lot of games by a one-goal margin. Yeah, they, uh, that's basically what they do. Uh, they do have outstanding goaltending, much more known goaltending commodities than Carolina has right now. They're going to rely yeah. on Piotr Kachetkov. Uh, and Rod won't say it, you know, he won't say it out loud, but it's pretty obvious, at least to me, and I've been around this team a long time, uh, and I cover this team on a day-to-day basis. Uh, they want Kachetkov to be the guy, which is why he's starting right. his third straight game. Yeah, yeah, and that makes great sense. I mean, um, it's you know, it's kind of a three-headed monster at this point. Uh, Ronson being the other healthy netminder in camp, as you know, the group awaits Anderson coming back. But I, I do agree with you. Uh, both Ranta and Anderson would fit that bill. They are, maybe not initially, but um, I, I think if if Don Waddell and and Coach Brindamore were to be, you know, in a candid moment, um, they're placeholders until Kachekov can really yeah. assume that role. And, and I think the group has been rather patient um, in the process. And I think Fyodor has. I, I think I, I think he has this in in his future. I, I think the number one job for him, uh, and perhaps at an elite level, is is certainly within the cards. I see great mechanics. I see I see great great fundamentals there. He's also a super exciting player to watch at times, uh, whether it's with poke checks or uh, I mean, he is very good. 
Sometimes he uh, he bites off a little more than he can chew in terms of handling the puck, but he will start the play, uh, and it is uh, it has been fun to watch. Uh, a guy like Andrei Svechnikov, who was coming back from uh, the knee surgery last year, finally scored his first goal against Columbus on Sunday, then is sick. What, when you look at Andre, what kind of potential do you see? Oh, I, I'm a big fan of Andre's game. I really am. Uh, you know, I, I think the one unique element, I think the, the skill set is, you know, is, is well identified over time. This is a guy that, uh, that, is, that is capable of, you know, meaningful offense at this level. And really, you know, looking back across his resume, 21-22 being kind of a high watermark, 30 goals, 39 assists. I think this is a guy that, you know, um, in, in, a, in a perfect year, in a, in a year when he, you know, he can catch an uptick, uh, when confidence, you know, is, is, is measurable. This is a guy that might be capable of, you know, an 80-point season and 40 goals in the cards. Uh, it's a lot to come back from uh, the two, mm-hmm. you know, the, the two kind of uh, aspects that he's been plagued by, as you mentioned. But the other aspect of his game that I really like is he's got the kind of DNA he can drive a line. He yeah. plays with an edge. Sometimes it can be to his disadvantage. And I think as time wears on, he's going to he's going to be able to strike a better balance there because I think the physical – um, you know the the kind of antagonist aspect in his game. It can kind of it can kind of get him off track from time to time. But I'd rather that that player has that in abundance, and you're trying to coach it down rather than trying to bring it out of him. Um, the latter is it, it's just always you know it's it's not terribly reliable. It's not terribly impactful. Um, the fact that he's kind of he's got that as part of his persona, part of his game. I think really. Um, you know, helps him stand out uh, as a guy, as one of those guys with, you know, an offensive skill set, but also that, um, you know, that snarl, that bite in his game. Stu Brinson, Brinson, Stu Stu Grimson is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, Longtime NHLer, one year with the Carolina Hurricanes, um, and he'll be on NHL tonight, 8 o'clock, 8.30 tonight on NHL Network. NHL now tomorrow afternoon at 4:30, one more thing, quick thing about Svechnikov. He had a seven-game stretch and nine of his first eleven games after coming back, where he committed a minor penalty. Do do players, whether it was from your experience or just watching, can players be targeted by officials uh, because they have this reputation for committing penalties, and a lot of them are kind of shaky offensive zone stick penalties. Yeah. You know, I, I, I will, it's hard to speak for any one official or, you know, or any of the the guys that have kind of officiated the games you're referencing. I will say this, just a general observation, Adam, refs are human, right? Refs prepare for these games, much like players prepare for these mm-hmm. games. They want to be sharp. They want to be on top of it. They want to make sure that, you know, nothing goes uncalled where it should be called. So if, if a player has exhibited certain tendencies over a longer stretch of time, you can bet that refs in the lead-up to that game are, are going to have that, that player front of mind. So if Svech is, is, is kind of, 
you know, gained that reputation over time, it wouldn't be a surprise to me that, you know, from a Canes fan's perspective, it looks like he's getting whistled all the time. You know, that, that tendency can, can come from mm-hmm. time to time. I, I, I will say this, you know, during my era, you know, it wasn't so much what you did when you committed a penalty, you took a penalty. A lot of times it was who you were when you took that penalty. Refs have certain players on their radar. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just part of that. That's baked into the recipe. Yeah, and probably half of your penalty minutes were unwarranted, Stu. Maybe oh, more. I would agree. At least, at least that amount. <laughs> at least that amount. That's a fair assessment. Stu Grimson, NHL Network. I appreciate your time, sir. At A.S. Grimson on Twitter. Thank you so much. Uh, we will talk again down the road. Sounds great. Thanks, Adam. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.